Okay, Ulysses, it's a Wednesday, which means it's time for another edition of Midweek Mailbag. And a lot of these questions are, what ifs? This guy joins the team, and if you're one of those people that likes to play with that, you're going to love this episode, which starts right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Race podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you subscribe and check out our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. Well over 500 subscribers, over 550 plus subscribers if I last checked. Uh, so you can check us out there. You can also check us out on all other traditional podcasting platforms. And you are more than welcome to send us an email or voice memo anytime locked on rays at gmail.com speaking of that let's get right into the mailbag questions this first one from michael Begg. he says hey guys the rays or the mets oh my gosh i'm getting ahead of myself here the mets would be an interesting trade partner for the rays this offseason the rays need a lefty bat thoughts on trading for florida native daniel vogelbach is he a good fit what would it take to get him Another intriguing player to go after is minor league catcher Kevin Parada. With Alvarez knocking on the Mets' door, is Parada a guy the Rays can grab? His defense is questionable, but his bat grades well. Thank you for the awesome pod. Well, thank you, uh, Michael, for always giving us your comments, suggestions, and, and all that. Happy New Year, Michael. Hope everything's uh, well. Let's start with Kevin Parada first because I looked him up. Dude hasn't played above a ball, so I think he's, you know, not a needle. Yeah, I'm not sure re really where to go with that. I, I would say that that's way off the beaten path as far as yeah. an ad or, or a guy to be thinking about. Yeah, the, the, I think it's too far away. Too far, if, if he was in double A, yeah. maybe with a little a cup of coffee and and and, and triple leg, maybe we could talk about this, but. I think it's a non-starter there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I guess unless the idea is to clear up some 40 man space and shift off Renee Pinto or something. So you can, you know, add Parada and, and not have to have them eat up a 40 man space then sure. But um, the race, don't they have some other catching prospects on the farm? IE Blake hunt, for example. And, and again, you, you talk about Renee Pinto shipping him off. Then that means Blake hunt would be the third guy. Yeah, uh, who who has no uh, MLB time? Rene Pinto at least has a little cup of coffee uh, under under his belt. So I think, yeah, the, right. I I would not if, touch this if, Kevin Prada yeah. situation. If anything, the Rays should probably be considering or or at least focusing on the idea of of trading for maybe one of the the Blue Jays' many catchers at the big league level. I, I would yeah. think that you're probably be more looking at a big league catcher than a guy who's in the low minors as of right now. 100%. So let's go. Let's switch over to Vogelback. Yes. The big old looks like a central casting pro wrestler. Big old dude out of, I think he was born in Central Florida and then went to Bishop Verip High School in the uh, Fort Myers area. So, yes, he does have some deep Florida ties. Six, uh, six feet, uh, 270. So that, big, that's a like, generous listing at 270. He might be bucking 290 for, for really. You think so? 
Oh, he's two, a two big, seven? big dude. He, okay, maybe dude. maybe he's not six feet then. Maybe he's 5'10", 270. I don't know. Well, yeah, everybody lies with the cleats, don't they? So, no, I liked... I like to split mostly, you know, if you if you want to improve against righties, it was really cool to see that he basically did not change his output yeah. uh, this whole year uh, with the Pirates. And then when he was traded to the Mets against lefties, I mean, OPS of 897 with the Pirates, 856 against, um, you know, with the Mets, rather. Right. Um, he is literally unplayable against lefties, though. Literally unplayable. Yeah. You do not want him facing any any sort of lefty. So that already I don't like because you're just getting and another he's literally unplayable guy. in the field too. Yes, and then unplayable in the field. Thank you. That was my second thing. So unplayable against lefties, unplayable on the field. Like yeah, he could play first for you, but do you want him? I'd rather have Harold Ramirez play first. I'd rather have, you know. Brandon Lau play first. Uh, honestly, like I, I don't, I don't think he's playable on the field. So, so now you're getting a very limited player. I, yeah. with not a lot of pop. Like I know he has that reputation, but 18 home runs last season. I think his his highest was 30, and that was like 2019. Mm -hmm. So, I, I don't know. I, I think in a in another type of roster roster construction maybe he would fit better with the race but i i think you're just i i don't think he fits man yeah it's tough i mean i like the numbers i don't love the numbers but again the rays have have missed on so many other guys that we would put a higher priority on than daniel vogelbach what i do like is the contract status um you know, it, he's very inexpensive. The the Mets exercised his one and a half million dollar team option for 2023. Um, and then he is uh, arbitration eligible in 2024 and then a free agent in 2025. Doesn't have any options left, but um, he's a, a one trick pony. He's he's going to hit righties. He's only going to be able to DH for you. You absolutely, like you said, can't play him against lefty. I have a little bit of concern about um, his size as he goes into his thirties and, and what that could mean for injuries and staying healthy. And, uh, I mean, guys of his size and stature don't necessarily, uh, play well deep into their early mid thirties, not to say, you know, he'd be a one-year player for the Rays. but I look, I'm, I'm at a point where I would take just about anything from the left side. Any, if you, if you give me, uh, uh, 18 homers and a 790 OPS, I'm I'm reaching right for that. Um, and the other thing, too, that Daniel Vogelbach does really well is he he walks. Um, yeah, that's that's a big plus. And I think he could strike a little bit of fear into whichever righty he faces and, and would help, of course, the, the rest of the lineup there. I just don't. I'm on the same page with you of for the way that the Rays operate. I don't think he's the best of fits now could he be a uh a july trade deadline acquisition you know where you you need somebody in a pinch like oh god who was the guy who played first for the rays the the big bopper who played for the brewers and then got traded uh big old guy he was friends with guillermo heredia why can't we think of this guy's name <laughs> give me something else guillermo heredia in 2019 
I think it was 2019. Yeah, 2019. The Rays traded for him. He's former. Oh, Jesus Aguilar. For, yeah, something like that, where you need a you know gotcha. guy for a couple gotcha. weeks or, or a month, yeah. whatever it may be. And, and that that wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. A July acquisition of dating of Vogelback, good. But let me ask you this, Michael, and everybody else that's watching us on YouTube. Thank you for hitting that like and subscribe button. Please make sure to do that right now. But I'm asking you a question, Michael, and everybody else. If pitchers and catchers report and Daniel Vogelback is the main offensive addition that the Rays did, would you be happy? Kevin? You, no, you, you would not be first. happy. But I like what Michael is thinking of. This is kind of the state of where the Rays are as of now. Because who my, else are they going to get and, and fight after? Now, the issue that I find in dealing with the Mets is they are in a win now mode. And last I checked, they probably need some relief help, whether it's middle relief, late inning relief, and they're going to want a big league player. They want need for need. Yeah. I would think, I don't think they're in the business of, okay, we're trading Daniel Vogelbach to get a minor league pitcher or two. They want, give me Jalen Beeks. Give me Colin Poche. Give me Sean Armstrong. Are you okay with that? that that's the other question. Which they've already talked to the Mets during the offseason. I mean, Brooks really is a Met. So why didn't yeah. Daniel Vogelbach get into those conversations? Uh, maybe not. And maybe part of one. it was the Rays thought that, you know, at that point that they could land one of these other available free agent hitters. Um, maybe that was their line of thinking. I think the, I think the main ones were out by that point, though. Okay. Uh, but, but, but I do agree with, with what you're saying that Michael is, is hinting at here. Like, hey, like the top 10 names that we were all kind of dreaming about, they're gone. So like we're on the Daniel Vogelback stage yeah. of the offseason. So I do appreciate Michael doing like a reality check for the fans. Like this is where we are right now. We're like, yeah. is Vogelback a fit? Like, damn. Yeah. It's, and I, <laughs> look, Wolf. frankly speaking, I think it'd be kind of cool to see him in a raised uniform just because he does not look like your typical pro athlete. And there's the Florida ties. And I'm sure that when he connects to one, it goes for a long, long ways. But that's the other issue, too, where uh, he draws a lot of walks, but he's almost patient to a fault. And he doesn't. There's a lot of pitches. Fangraphs did an article on this. There's a lot of pitches that are hittable and in the zone that he should be swinging at and mashing, but he lays off of them for one reason or another. And who knows? Maybe that's something that the Rays or another organization could figure out. But there is, uh, you're you're leaving some meat on the bone, uh, so to speak, with with Daniel Vogelbach. But um, I mean, again, at this point, I would not be upset about it if because what if he's the what else do we have right now? Like people are people are talking about Brandon Belt. Like I'd rather have Daniel Volgoback than Brandon Belt, probably. Because of the age. I don't know, just because of the the coolness factor of seeing a guy that's, you know, 270, 280 pounds and that, you know. Uh I mean, again, I know it's not great, great, but he did have the 18 home runs and 793 OPS and a 125 OPS plus in 130 games last season. Playing for I, the Pirates. I, I don't playing. love either one of them, Brandon Belt or yeah. Daniel Vogelback, but that's where we are right now. I think I would lean over to Brandon Belt because I think he's a little, you know, he's a he's a bit more athletic on the field. I think he's that's not true, like, yes. unplayable at first. And also, I do like the veteran leadership. Like I, I I've said this joke many times during the offseason. Maybe people are already uh you know bothered with it. I want a guy who had kids, who's 
had a mortgage, who has white hairs on his like I need a veteran. Yeah. Brennan Belt fits that narrative. Like been there, done that. Like I've I've done a lot of things in the game. I need that kind of guy in the clubhouse. Yeah. And again, it could be a situation like David Peralta. David Peralta was that guy and it didn't work out so hot. Nelson Cruz True. was that guy and, and a lot more. And I think he, you know, kind of got a bad rap in a way, but it wasn't again, you you're adding Brandon Belt at this frame in his career, not, you know, True. Uh World Series champion brandon belt era so that's the other thing that we have to consider as well with all this but um yeah i think we could agree with the fact that the rays have definitely uh, missed opportunities with some other guys that they could have added uh this offseason but again there's still time we'll see um betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there Pro football, college bowl season, basketball, the World Cup. It is all covered at betonline.net. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Well, Ulysses, we talked about uh, Brandon Belt, Daniel Vogelbach. Here's another name from David Niffen from Wayne, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Thanks for listening to us from there. He says, hi, what do you uh, to think about Eric Hosmer as a replacement for G-Man Choi? I think he'd fit in well in the current race setup. Not a lot of home run power, but still, I think it might just work. And of course the Padres are paying his salary. Uh, I agree that financially speaking, not, not, not a bad, uh, very, very cheap. I just don't. If we said David Peralta on, on Tuesday show that David Peralta gets the raise 0.8 more wins. I think Cosmer might give the race 0. 0.2, 0. 0.1, 0. 0.0. I got I don't I don't see him as a, yeah. a as move the needle kind of guy. I, I I don't he's like a 700 OPS right now guy. Like that's that's bare minimum in yeah. in today's you know baseball. So no, I I I I don't I I the veteran leadership sure been there done that. Um, I think he, I think he's very well liked in the clubhouse. I think, I think the Padres, um, players were kind of taken aback with what happened, um, in, 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 in the summer when, you know, all of that, the trade went down and then his name came up and it, it took a while to get that deal finalized because they were, you know, trying to get him to move. I don't know. I, I feel like he's. He's a guy that people root for in the clubhouse, yeah. which is nice. Uh, but you have to have both things. You have to have good clubhouse chemistry and you also and, and veteran leadership, but you also need to produce in the field. And I don't think he's that guy anymore. And he hasn't been that guy for a long time, if I'm being quite frank. Yeah, he's definitely not uh Eric Hosmer from 2015 to 2019 with the Royals, where he was playing virtually every game, but I think he still can provide some value, not a lot of value, but some value. I mean, this is best case scenario. I think with Eric Hosmer today, 
in 2023 is he gives you 120, 130 games, uh, 12 to 15 home runs and a 260 batting average and plays first base adequately. No way he gives you 12 home runs anymore. He doesn't give you 12 home runs anymore. He can't give you 12 in 130 games. I mean, 12. His max exit velocity for the record was in the 88th percentile. Fantastic. In 2021. Now I know he's been been focusing on lining, you know, more line drive than lifting the ball, but okay. 2021, he had home runs and last year he had eight. Asking that guy to give you now 12 or 15. It's not looking like that's the trend anymore for Hosmer. Now he did play in San Diego and the Trop's not necessarily a a great home run ballpark either, but yep. Yep. San Diego. Park factors are a thing. But yeah, it's not like he's going to, you know, Fenway. Okay. And he did go to Fenway. So would let me let me frame it like this. Would you rather have here's your option? Okay. You can have Eric Osmer, you can have Brandon Belt, or you can have Daniel Vogelbach for twenty twenty three. Who do you take? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And uh in fairness, Eric Cosmer was a one point one war player. I think I think that if David Peralta moves the Rays from 86 wins to 86.8, I think Eric Hosmer could move it from 86 to 87.3, maybe. No way. I would I would bet much more on David Peralta than Eric Hosmer. I think you're giving Hosmer way too much credit. And to go to your original question, Vogelbach, Belt, or Hosmer, Hosmer had eight home runs. In 419 plate appearances. In 298 appearances, plate appearances, Belt had eight home runs. Like, what do you need right now as an office? You need pop. You need somebody that can get to three, you know, runs with one swing of the bat. He can do that. Uh, Brandon Belt can do that right now at a much older age than than Eric Cosmer can. I I don't know. I think I, I... if you do a podium, I think I go Hosmer third, Vogelback second, Belt first. Wow. Yeah. What's your podium? None of the above. Um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait. 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 <laughs> yes. None of the above. I didn't want to make this podium, but uh, there's a gun to my head, and now I have to say, "Hey, do the podium." Yeah. That's what I meant. But yes, I don't want to make that podium. I don't know. I'm I'm leaning towards Vogelbach, Hosmer, and then Brandon Belt. I I think Hosmer got a bad rap with with Boston just because of the state of affairs there. And I think didn't he have he had some sort of he was playing through injury or something happened where he just yeah it probably sapped his power too. Not that he has a ton of power anymore, but he, look, if you're looking for it, it depends on what we're looking for. Are we looking for a guy that can just hit homers? If we're looking for a guy that can just hit homers, maybe it is Daniel Vogelbach. If it's a guy that can play first base and be a professional hitter and provide clubhouse leadership, it could be Brandon Belt and or Eric Hosmer. It might be, you know, tit for tat. It might not really matter at the end of the day. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm almost just, hey, let's just fast forward to 2025 and see what Kyle Manzardo can do. Like, I'm almost at that point with, with where we're at. Yeah, I, or or you know what? I, we're at the point of, like, why are we, do, why are we talking about Brandon Belt uh, Vogelback or Hosmer, when we can just say, you know what, Curtis Mead, how about you yeah. take 
this job and you take the licks, you take the lumps of being a rookie and learn the position and it's going to be a tough year, but you're going to get through it yeah. and it, it'll be okay. Cause like, well, that, willing that to might give be the Fidel thing. Bruhan, Josh Lowe yeah. and Taylor walls, that much of an opportunity in 2022. Again, I know injuries, injuries, whatever, but you did give them the PAs. Maybe give the yeah. PAs to Curtis me, except I think the race have learned that that might not be exactly a winning formula is just giving a young guy the position be like, hey, run with it without no veteran backup available. I, I think they learned that in 2022. Okay, I'll flip it. Um, if your thing is you want to move along Josh Lowe and you want to move along Curtis Mead and you want to move along the next phase of young players, is it Brandon Belt, Daniel Vogelbach, or Eric Hosmer, which of those three guys is going to provide the best clubhouse presence? I, I would say that, uh, Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt. Okay, it, whoever that is, that might be that might be the case, and that might be who, the Rays are looking at a guy like that to be the bridge for those young players going forward, just like they've done with yeah. so many others over the years. Where I know we go back and look at it and say, "Oh my gosh, we're talking about clubhouse chemistry again and veteran presence and leadership." Like, yeah, but if and it's a it's again it and it's not exciting to talk about Brandon Belt or Eric Hosmer, but that might be the the best thing for them at that this point. If if the Rays' goal and modus operandi is getting Curtis Mead and others ready for 2024 and beyond, I don't understand that perspective of baseball fans who just are stuck on spreadsheets and don't believe in in chemistry in a clubhouse. Like, do they not have jobs? Like, dudes, yeah. Everybody would perform better if your teammates around you, your colleagues, your coworkers, are happier people, are good people to vibe with. They, you can hang right. out with them after. You can talk to them about other things. Like you keep the relationship loose. Like, do yeah. these people not work anywhere? Like, step away from the Excel sheets for just a minute and become a human. Touch grass. Look at the sky. Look at the sun. The clouds are pretty. And then and, and and not look at a screen so much like the human contact matters. How, how could they possibly think that it, that it doesn't? Of course it does. Of course. It, we've all been they're... in toxic working environments yeah. and we've all been hopefully in good working environments. Right, Kevin? That's true. You know, and maybe it's uh, teenagers on Twitter or these people own their own businesses and they don't have to work with or for someone else. You know, I'm sure there's myriad reasons why uh, people think the way they think um but i will say that and it is whoever you talk to that works in professional sports chemistry matters more than probably it's given credit for and you could say that for just about any uh industry or uh thing that you're talking about so um okay so before we move off of this legitimately do you think the rays will add one of these three players or are we just blowing smoke I think we're in between blowing smoke and possibly. I don't think they're going after Hosmer. I think it it seems strange that Vogelbach wasn't acquired with the Brooks Rayleigh situation. Right. So then that leads me to think that maybe Brennan Belt is who they're after, most likely. Yeah. And there could be a connection with Evan Longoria talks about how good it is to play for the Rays, you know, puts a little bird in Brandon Belt's ear and mm -hmm. maybe that cements it that much more so for him to say, okay, I'll give the Rays a shot and see how it works. See how it, yeah. see how it shakes out. So that could be a possibility as well. 
All right. Uh, this final question that we'll get to today uh, from Zach Dab. He says, does Videl Bruhan have a future with this team long term? I think he does if spring training is kind to him. Okay. And the availability of playing time opens up like he had it in 2022. And he you know, doesn't just, if he just is able to kind of pick a lane, like I am going to be really effective against left, left-handed pitchers. That's what I'm going to be good at. Like if he's not, is not making base running mistakes like he did last year with that much speed that he has, like he, he can't be just a, a rookie with, you know, doe-eyed look all the time. Like you, you yeah. need, you, you need to, produce i mean it, it seems like an easy answer right like does he have a, a long-term place i think so if he produces if he doesn't he's shipped off like it's it's really rather black and white i don't think like i don't think if he if he has another season like he had in 2022 i think we all agree that he's he's gone like he yeah he that was my question is this the do or die year for him oh 100 percent. oh 100 yeah. percent. i i don't think that there's like more opportunities coming his way if he doesn't that's why i'm saying yeah. That's maybe I'm uh, buried the lead there. I, I think like if he doesn't have a good spring training, like oh, what so else he, he, he has to show play? out beginning in early March. Yeah, yeah, but 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 also what else does he have to show uh, in AAA? He's done it all. He's yeah. done it all in AAA. So like, it's not like he if he doesn't have a good spring training, let's say, or just like a mediocre one, then he's going to be going to AAA. What? What could he possibly do in AAA that they're going to be like, oh, we got to get him up? He was killing it in 2021. He was killing it in 2022. Like, what else does he need to do? Nothing. Nothing. So it's it's spring training for him if he really wants an opening day roster for him. And I think that's available to him. I think that's available to him. But yeah. it's 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 really a, a heavy pressure spring training for, for Vidal, for sure. Yeah, and if he squanders that opportunity, whether it's in spring training or early in the season in 2023, the Rays have a whole slew of middle infielders that they can turn to or or focus on. Okay, more opportunities for Paredes, more opportunities for Jonathan Aranda. Uh, Curtis Mead, he's going to be on the come up pretty soon. Hey, maybe Greg Jones figures it out. Uh, Basabe isn't too, too far away. Like, they have options, not to mention, like, right now, you could legitimately say that Taylor Walls is a better big league hitter than Vidal Bruhan, not to mention the the defensive aspects. And and it seems like all we do is crap on Taylor Walls. And Vidal Bruhan, as of right now, isn't in the stratosphere of Taylor Walls. At the I mean, as a as a baseball player, MLB caliber, Taylor Walls does at least you know the defensive side of the of of, of, yeah. of the ball. He's a really good base runner. He is a really really good base runner. Taylor Walls is. Um, Vidal might be a, a speedier guy. But makes very dumb mistakes, very yeah. dumb mistakes on the base path. So, I think it's a make or break, Zach, uh, for 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 Vidal. This spring training is going to be really uh, pressure filled, and we've talked about him. Like maybe maybe drop the switch hitting thing. Uh, again, yeah. you know, you, you you're talking about putting in half the amount of work that everybody else does because you have to take care of two swings. So that's that's more work that you need to be right. doing before you get to the ballpark or you're arriving to the ballpark early to work on those swings on the left and the left and the right. Like it's a lot more work to keep those two up to a certain caliber. 
Um, and playing and, damn near six positions too. Maybe that also has to be something legitimate of both sides coming to the table and saying, Hey, but what are you most comfortable with two positions? Just focusing on hit, uh, being a lefty hitter, righty hitter, like really peering down his workload, but instead of being trying to be a, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none, flip it around a little bit and see if exactly you know, switch up something and see if, if that helps him. If not, he probably won't be with this club for long. We'll see. Um, best indication. Uh, fast forward to spring training 2025. Is Vidal Brujan on this roster? If I'm a betting man, I would say no. Okay. I agree. I, th- I agree. I th- and that's just the, the way the Rays operate, too. I think he's he's I think he's a I think he's trade bait to be quite frank. Yeah, trade him for uh would you trade him for Daniel Vogelbach right now? Ooh, that's a good one. It's a good one. Depends how bad you I, need 18 home runs and That's exactly. I, I just don't like Vogelbach. I think I just don't like what he brings. To you know, even 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 to the extent that I'm not even letting go a very buy low uh, or sell low uh, a yeah. Vidal Bruhan. Like I would, I would, I think I'd rather keep Vidal. Yeah, just, just for the, the chance of, uh, right? You know. Oh yeah, as one dimensional as it gets, uh, for yeah. sure. All right, uh, thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Friday.